Hey, seasoned athletes, I'm Robin Leggett, and this is episode 18 of the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. This is your home for inspiring stories and motivational advice from elite athletes from a wide variety of sports who all share one common bond. They are all over 40 years old. We're here to prove one story at a time that age does not have to prevent you from achieving your bold athletic and fitness goals. To learn more about this podcast and see show notes from this or any episode, visit seasonedathlete.me. And if you like what you hear, I would love it if you'd subscribe, share with your friends, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This week, I'll be talking to National Senior Games athlete Margaret Olawoye. But first, let's get to know this week's Everyday Seasoned Athlete. The Everyday Seasoned Athlete segment is where we share firsthand stories from athletes who are over age 40 and represent a wide variety of backgrounds and athletic experience. My goal through the stories these athletes share in their own words is to inspire you to get out and try something new. I found this week's Everyday Seasoned Athlete at the Spartan Race World Championships last weekend. On the day before the race, I attended a panel discussion about women athletes, and it was there that I saw a lovely 71-year-old woman that was about to race the brutal 16.5-mile mountainous race course that I was about to face the next day. I knew I had to include her on the Seasoned Athlete podcast. So let's get to know Marla Sweeney. I'm Marla Sweeney. I'm in my 70s, and I uh, do obstacle course racing. I did my first obstacle course race when I turned 70 and I plan to do a few more and my son inspired me and I want to inspire other people to get out there and do obstacle course races with their children. It will be a fantastic time. Crossing that finish line together will is wonderful. To think in your 70s that you've actually done it and you've you've crawled over a wall and you've crawled up a cargo net, you've crawled through mud, but that metal and that finish line, it's it's exhilarating and it becomes a passion. And right now that's my passion in life. You know, as you get older, different people have them, but for me to go out there and get fit, exercise and do it in the camaraderie, particularly with the Spartan obstacle course races, is phenomenal. And unless you do it and see it, you really don't understand what that family is like. The older that you get, you have more little hitches or little aches and pains. In my case, I have scoliosis, so it's more pronounced. Um, I have osteoarthritis of the joints. So you have to learn to work around them. You take the strengths that you have in your body and then you help compensate for the weaknesses. And if you're in pain every day, that's okay. But exercising for me, I'm in far less pain than when I used to sit and go, oh my gosh, my back hurts. And you will feel a difference. It's hard to explain. You don't have to take medicine, but just eating healthy and getting out there uh, makes a world of difference. I'm Marla Sweeney, and I'm a seasoned athlete. If Marla's story inspired you to learn more about obstacle racing for yourself, visit seasonedathlete.me to download my beginner's guide to obstacle racing. I created this guide to help you feel confident and ready to run your very first race. It has everything from what race to choose, what to 
wear, what to bring, how to train, what to eat, and more. Who knows? Maybe someday you'll be conquering a championship race just like Marla. And if you'd like to tell your everyday seasoned athlete story in a future episode, visit seasonedathlete.me slash everyday and tell us a little bit about yourself. And now it's time to meet this week's seasoned athlete, a woman who never says no to a challenge. Let's meet Margaret Olawoye. Hi, Margaret. Hi, Robin. How are you today? I am fantastic. Are you ready to drop some seasoned athlete knowledge on our listeners today? Most definitely. That's good to know. You are Margaret Olawoye, a retired teacher from Chicago, Illinois. You have played softball, racquetball, tennis, basketball, track and field, and now pickleball, one of the fastest growing sports, particularly among the senior population. You're in the Chicago 16-inch Softball Hall of Fame. You're a senior games athlete and a huge sports and fitness advocate. Is there anything vital personally, professionally, or from your athletic life that you'd like to take a quick moment to fill in? Well, I think that it's important for, you know, during my athletic life to stay mobile and to do those kind of things that would uh, help me to be injury free. So, so yeah, mobility, mobility and staying active is important, particularly as you get older, which leads me to my next question. So I'm going to ask the big question that I ask all of my guests, and that is, what is your age at this moment in time? I am 75 years young. And that's why you say, you know, mobility is important because you're 75 and I've seen videos of you playing and you don't move like you're 75. So when you say 75 years young, you really mean it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start from the beginning, Margaret. What did your early athletic life look like? Did you play sports or were you active growing up? Well, I was active uh, in the sense that I played uh, sports with the boys. You know, I played ball with the boys and and the girls at that time, they were rope jumping and uh, um, playing handball those kind with a spalding ball, not the uh, typically handball. Mm-hmm. But I was, you know, always active with sports, like not organized sports, but neighborhood sports, you know, just running and playing out of doors. When you were a child, did you even have the option of playing organized sports as a young girl? No. During my time, there was no Title IX or if that, if that is the, uh, you know, if it's Title IX or Title Ten. I can't Title IX, yeah, it's Title IX. Yeah, Title IX. Oh, that wasn't even thought of. We had no organized sports, no basketball, no volleyball, no track and field. There was none of that when I was, you know, growing up in, uh, you know, like the early 50s because I was born in 1942. So you had to find, you know, if you had an interest in sports, you had to sort of make make it happen for yourself. Yeah, and then that was, as I said, it was difficult because uh, only like neighborhood, you know, sports where the guys, since I was always good in, you know, uh, uh, baseball and I, you know, I always got chosen for the board's team, you know, but um, it was no organized, you know, no little league, no pony league, no none of that uh, that girls experience today. So then how did that progress as you got older? So as a kid, you were playing street games with the boys. How did that progress as you as you got a little bit older as a young adult? Well, then it became stagnant because. During my um, uh, high school, when I, you know, when I was in high school, 
again, no organized sports and uh, physical education was, you know, they didn't even, the, the curriculum wasn't as developed. So, you know, we had to uh, dress. They didn't teach like uh, volleyball or if they did uh, half court um, basketball, it wasn't even developed. And so high school was no, um, was no organized sports. Then uh, when I went to college, I went away to, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, black college in South Carolina. And so their thing was uh, football for the boys and basketball for the boys. And they, they didn't have a developed track and field uh, program. So when I, you know, I said I was interested in, in uh, track and field, then the um, director who was over that, he was over uh, football. So that was not even a serious, he wasn't serious about having anyone to train me in anything because the school didn't compete against other schools. And so therefore, during college, I was not exposed to any organized sports. And then after college, I came back um, to uh, New York, where I stayed for a year. And then I carried and came to Chicago, and then uh, work and, and family life took, you know, took those, that time. And then I did not uh, start again until I was like in my mid-30s. And that was I started playing 16-inch um, softball and playing racquetball. And so I played that, those two sports primarily for like 30 years. So you were, you were in your mid-30s when you finally had the opportunity to play a competitive sport. That's correct. Um, and so where were you playing softball? In, in Chicago, was it like was it a neighborhood league or what type of league was it? It was a, a city league. It was first it was it started off being sponsored by Budweiser, uh, the beer company, and then then it then the post office had a league. When Budweiser stopped sponsoring it, then the post office would um, they sponsored a league, and I played that was like an independent league that, uh, you know, had about 12, maybe at that time, at least 12 teams, maybe got up as many as 14. And we played in the parks against, you know, different, you know, different um, park district teams or different independent teams. And then um, I played that for, you know, this is when it was no, you know, no hand, no gloves. Oh, now wow. they play with yeah, these were no gloves, sixteen inch softball, no gloves. So of course you your fingers get, you know, broken, bent. I have a couple of fingers that, you know, never heal correct. That was softball. Who didn't play with a glove? That's it's crazy to hear that now, you know. I'm sure back yeah. then it was no big deal. It's what you did, but now Right. You know, that's that's crazy to hear, but you, you played the way the sport was played at the time. Exactly. So you played softball, and then uh, what other sports were you doing at that time? And racquetball. Racquetball. Uh, I was a big, big enthusiast racquetball player. You know, when I started racquetball, I had to be like 35, 36. But um, I, I, you know, and then, of course, it was male-dominated at that time. So 
they were so chauvinistic. They didn't even want to play with me because, of course, I didn't know how to play. But then I would, you know, when I caught the bug, I would play at least five hours a day. I would I would get off from work at 3.15. I was on the court till uh, I was on the court by 4, and I would not get off the court until like 9 because then you, you played until you lost, and then uh, in the beginning when I lost, you know, then you got to sit out for a while. But then I got so that I was playing all the time, and those guys that didn't want to play with me because I didn't know how to play, then I got to be proficient enough to beat them. Mm. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> Did you find that you experienced that a lot? Because it sounds like you were always playing with the boys growing right. up. And you find that you had to just always have to fight to prove yourself? Right. It was always, you know, it, initially they didn't want to play with me until, of course, I got in the game and then they see, you know, saw that, well, well maybe, yeah. We're, then they started coming to my house. We want you on our team. Oh, how about that? Right. So, yeah. So, yeah. so you're, you're like, I'm going to let my game show you everything that you need to see. Right. Then when, And then when you, you get to be so good, then you have bragging rights because, you know, I let them know, oh, you didn't want to play with me before. So now I haven't forgotten. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, and that's how I also develop a mental game, because when you're playing with a male, you know, they are already stronger than you are. So you have to use, you know, some other weapon to, you know, to, uh, you know, counteract their, you know, phys- physicality because yeah. they're very physical and stronger and everything. So I was able to do that in racquetball. So you you played the you played the strategic game, right? You had to, yeah, you had to. And, good for you. Yeah, I love that. And it's you know it's like you were not given opportunities. You had to step up and prove yourself constantly. And it sounds like you've never met a challenge you weren't up for. Right, right. As long as you know, I find that now, as I get older, I, you know, my body is you know it's not as a limber or flexible or fast. So now my my games are all mental. You know? <laughs> yeah. So the less the less physical game you're able to produce, the the greater mental game you have to come up with. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, and I find that you know this past year was my I I don't know I don't want to say I don't want to say worse yet but I wasn't able to train for the games as I you know had in the past you know I stayed injured oh my god from set like September the games are in June oh almost nine months I was not able to train really as I you know as I know I should have if I was you know physically able to you know, in order to do, um, really do well at the national games. The national senior games, right? Yeah, the national senior games, yeah. Let's talk about the senior games a little bit. Uh, what are the what are the senior games? How did you get involved and what sport or sports were you playing? Well, basically, I've been to, this is this past senior games in Birmingham was my, was my fifth senior game. I did not learn about the senior games until 2006. I don't even know how I learned about it. But once I did find out about the senior games, then I was, you know, 
uh, gun hole too. At that time, I was still involved with racquetball, and so that's the only sport that I played in uh, Louisville in 2007. And so, um, and so, I, you know, from that point on, from 2007, 2009, I went to uh, California where the senior games were at Stanford. And then 2011, they were in Houston, but I didn't go there because I was out of town. And then I was out of the country, actually. And then 2013, it was in Cleveland. I was there, but then I broke my wrist in playing softball. That was my first event. And so I wasn't able to do anything for the next 10 or 11 days because my wrist was, uh, it was in a cast. Oh, wow. Yeah, then I went to uh, Minnesota in 2015, and then um, then in 2017, I, I, was, I went to Birmingham. So since I've learned and know about the senior games, I've been involved every senior games thereafter. And they're every two years? They're every two years. Okay. Yes, they're every two years with the year prior being a qualifying year. Gotcha. So are you in a qualifying phase right now or no? Uh, next year. Is next year. Sorry. Yeah. 2018. So next year will be a qualifying. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm starting to talk to more senior games athletes. So I'm learning more and more about, about the national senior games and the senior games in general. It's, it's really cool because it's, you know, it's senior age athletes, but it sounds like it's highly competitive. It is at the national level. Is, you know, you, you get to meet and play people across, you know, across the country and um, across the, actually across the world. Cause you get people from Trinidad, Tobago, you get the Islanders, you get, Canada, you know, you get people from different parts of the world. I'm gonna have to get myself to one to like the next one. Yeah, you 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 are 50 now, right? Oh no, I'm not. I didn't mean to compete. I'm 42, so I don't qualify. Oh, you have you have have to miss several. I want to go watch. I want to go meet some of these athletes and interview them. Well, you certainly can do that. Albuquerque in um, 2019. 2019. Okay, I'm gonna have to do that. Mm So let's talk about pickleball. This is the the newest sport that you've picked up. Uh, how and when? Well, first of all, what is pickleball? Well, pickleball is a game that's played over the net. The uh, side, the net is about thirty four inches high. It's played with a wiffle ball. That means it's plastic and has holes in it. With a paddle that's solid, like a ping pong paddle, only it's larger. And so, uh, and the court size is about uh, the size of a badminton court. And so the reason why it's so popular with the uh, senior population is because, first of all, it's low impact on your knees and you don't have that, uh, that large area to cover as you would tennis. And so, and it's, you know, it's a little fast paced because it, it can be even in uh, doubles, which is the sport that most seniors play, even though I like to play, I like to play um, singles mostly. But uh, lately I've been playing doubles because it's not a qualifying year. And since I don't have to really, you know, compete in 
in singles, I can, you know, I play doubles. Yeah, you, you can not- you can have a little more, you can be relaxed and have a little more fun right now. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So how and how and when did you find your way to this sport? Okay, pickleball. I found my way to pickleball um, when Illinois no longer qualified you to play racquetball. That's not a sport that is a qualifying sport anymore in Illinois. So I um, I had learned, not really learned it, but. Um, a friend of mine who I was living out in the, uh, Las Vegas with a friend and she, um, this friend came to, to, uh, Las Vegas with her husband and she said, Oh, we're going to play pickleball. And I said, Oh, pickleball. She said, Oh, come along. We'll, we'll teach you. So, so they taught me, Oh, uh, I played that day what I thought. I was playing, but I was, you know, was really green. I didn't know how to play. But um, they taught me the the rudiments of pickleball. And then when I came back to um, Illinois, I did not find any place to play. So I just dropped that idea of playing pickleball until I um, realized that I couldn't qualify to play pickleball. uh, racquetball in Illinois, and I wasn't traveling to Indiana or Wisconsin or so to to uh, qualify. So I said, oh, and they had pickleball, and since I had learned the rudiments of oh, pickleball. And so um, I went down to Springfield that qualifying year. It had to be like 2013 or, or for that qualifying year, 2012 maybe. And I said that... Um, or maybe it was 2014. I, I can't remember, but I've been playing competitively for about three years. And so um, I went down and qualified for for pickleball at the Nationals. And then when I came back, I, I started looking places that I could play. And, uh, you know, I went online and they said they had uh, pickleball at Jackson Park, which is, you know, not too far from where I live. And so I went over to Jackson Park and I said, oh, no, that, that's outdoors. And the person that, you know, um, had put pickleball online through Jackson Park, well, you know, I got in touch with her. And they said, oh, we, we play pickleball in Jackson Park on Sundays between blah, blah, blah. So generally that, that was interfering with my uh, worship time. So uh, one day I got out early and, and I went over there and they were playing pickleball over in Jackson Park. And I said, oh, wow. And I said, well, where did they play indoors? And that's when uh, one of the players said, oh, we play on Wednesdays or Monday, Wednesday at Kennecock Park. I said, oh, wow, that's really near me. It's at Lake Park and 44th, and I'm at 44th in Indiana. So I said, oh, wow. And so I, I went over there, and sure enough, they were playing on uh, Wednesday and so I had, you know, that became my park from then on. And so I was able to play, um, you know, play doubles. I played a lot of doubles then. But um, my racquetball, um, uh, the time I played racquetball, I always played singles. So I said, oh, I'm going to play singles. And so, you know, uh, some some people would play with me, but then they said, oh, no, that's too, you know, that's too strenuous. I don't know. So I, I had a time trying to find people who would play singles 
because they felt that that was too too much too much activity for them. But that's what that's the level of activity that you prefer. I, that's the one I prefer. Yeah. So you like it a little faster, a little more aggressive. I do. I feel like you know that that becomes a real mental game when you can maneuver and hit your shots and you know um, anticipate what the other, you know, what your opponent is doing and hitting the ball where your opponent is not. And, you know, I like that. Yeah. You really like the mental challenges. That seems to be what drives you to a sport. Yeah, I like it. So uh, what made you fall in love with pickleball as a sport? I like I like the the movement, you know, it, it was not, you know, I, I have osteoarthritis in both knees and now in the shoulder. And so... I found that it in you know that my um, movement you know I didn't have it was it wasn't as impactful as you know say jogging or you know running where I was you know putting the weight on my um, my joint uh, yeah. and so I found that it was it was easier improved my you know uh, flexibility I didn't get as much pain in my knees. And, you know, it was, uh, it helped me, you know, help my mental health, uh, you know, and I was good. So my self-esteem was high, like, oh, I'm bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was nice. It sounds like it, it hit all the, all the marks that you needed it to hit. Yeah, yeah. And, and I want to go back a little bit because you made an interesting point that I don't want to forget about. But when, when you were talking about how you found pickleball, what really stood out to me is that you were in a situation where the sport that you had been playing, which is racquetball, was no longer a qualifying sport for the games where you lived. So you had to figure it out and find something new. And you did. You did the research. You went. You saw them playing. You learned about when they were practicing or playing, when you could do it. And you made that all happen for yourself, which seems to be what you've been doing your whole life, which is create these opportunities for yourself. This is true. And I like that. I think that's that's an important point to share. So let's talk about a little bit of the entirety of your competitive career. So can you take us back to your worst, hardest, or most difficult competitive moment? I think recently, because I'm so competitive when I'm at the games, I think the blow in 2013 when I uh, was not able to compete past my uh, first event, which was softball, where I broke my wrist. That was the biggest disappointment for me. And and to some degree, just recently, because as I, I shared earlier, I wasn't able to train like I uh, wanted to or felt like I needed to to prepare myself for the senior games. And so that was a little disappointment. And, you know, I had to really endure a lot of pain, but, you know, I, I'm, I have a high threshold of pain, so I did not stop training. I just was not able to uh, do a lot of it, and that was disappointment because I felt like that was that the, the lack of having the training that I, you know, felt I needed um, in it, it impaired my 
outcome. And I, you know, I placed fifth in pickleball and that, you know, I felt I should have done better, you know, and uh, javelin, I, I picked on a lot. I, you know, I picked up a different sport and I did play in the javelin that I did place the shot put. Those were the new sports that I had. And I was, you know, I was very proud that I had placed them because most of my training came from uh, YouTube. Although I had, What? I had, <laughs> yeah. Margaret! <laughs> you're talking about, you're telling me about one of your most disappointing moments in, in this past senior games because you weren't able to train for pickleball the way you wanted. And then you just sort of slipped in that you placed a javelin and shot put after watching YouTube videos. Am I getting that right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're the greatest. Ninety-eight <laughs> percent of my training came from train um, came from YouTube. You know, there's a lot we can learn from YouTube. I had to. Uh, uh, what did I jumped a car battery once based on a YouTube video. So it's amazing what you can learn from YouTube. But I, I love that you're out there just like, I want to learn how to play this sport the last second. Let me watch a video. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You have the best spirit. I love it. <laughs> I just find, you know, I find, well, what do I interested in now? So my latest thing is archery. So I found a uh, place that, that's not near me, but I found that they teach archery. I thought, oh, that's my next boy. So, so I called up and I got the information. So I'm going to go learn how to uh, do archery. That's going to be one of the sports that I'm going to eventually um, compete in in the senior games. I love this. Like, And I, I think a lot of people can learn from this because I think I talk to a lot of people that say, like, I wish I could run or I wish I could play a sport and they they think about it as something they could never do and I think it's I hope some of those people are listening right now because you just think about like well I that would be an interesting sport to play I'm going to go play it and you either watch a video or find something in your city and I think I think we'd all be surprised about where we could learn sports that may be interesting for us I mean I did something very similar roller derby was my sport and I I actually saw an ad for it online and I, having never played a sport in my life, I thought, well, that would be cool. And I, I went to practice and, and then played for 11 years. So, so you're still relatively young, but uh, in dealing with you and talking to people in my age group, many of them don't even have the idea that they can move into a sport or into an activity, you know, at 70 you know, because when I talk to the person that gives the uh, the uh, archery lessons, I think it's her, her family business because she said, oh, I used to archery. I didn't know that there was a, a senior game. And she said, well, I'm 70. I said, look, I'm 75. And I'm just learning uh, archery. I'm going to learn it. You have been exposed to it all your life. So all you have to do is, you know, it's like riding a bike. Just get out there and you know, backyard, you know, set up your little bullseye and, you know, go for it. So she said, oh, you know, I might do that. My kids would just be so proud of me if I did that. So, you know, I tried to encourage, you know, the older, you know, people in my age group that it's not too late to start anything, whatever you have a desire for. 
or if you don't have a desire, then just start walking. Just put one foot in front of the other. You know, maybe you can only start with the block. And then if you're consistent and keep going, then I'm telling you, you'll be doing marathons. I did marathons and everything. Just train for it. Yeah. And it always starts small. You always, you, most yes. people, with the exception of a few people I've talked to in this podcast, most people don't just say, I'm going to run a marathon and go run a marathon. They start with something much, much smaller and see, you know, right. see how it feels, see how they like it. And then if they enjoy it, you expand, you push, and then it gets longer and longer. But you just find something that's, that's interesting to you. And, and archery is really cool because, it's not necessarily high impact, you know, you can go right. out and you can play around with it at any age. Um, and I, and I love that the senior games provides these opportunities where it's like, I'm I can not just play the sport, but really compete at it. Yeah. In your age group. Cause you know, uh, people, when I tell people, oh yeah, I run track and everything. What? I said in my age group. Yeah. And I'm telling you there's some people, you people in my age group that's kicking butt. You know, don't think that's because it's 70, you know, the, the class, you know, you have the categories, uh, 70 to 74, 75 to 79. I was shocked at the women and their, you know, their abilities in my category, 75 to 79. Yeah. And so, you know, in Albuquerque, you know, I'll just be 77, which means I'm in that category for two Olympics. Uh, you know, senior Olympics. So therefore, you know, I really hope that and that I can train, 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 because I want to, you know, I want to do gold medal. I, you know, I don't want to just play. I I go to get whatever medal is the highest. That's the one I want. That's the gold. <laughs> yes. And I love your high high aspirations that you are going for gold every time. Every time. So we talked about your hardest moments and it kind of segued into you slipped in that it's like, but I learned this new sport and placed in it. But going back to that hard, the, the toughest moments, you talked about the wrist injury. You talked about uh, this year's games where you weren't able to train the way you wanted to train. What do you think is the most important thing you learned from those experiences? Well, I think really the most um, that I've learned is perseverance. I never give up, you know, even though I know that, you know, I could have stopped playing uh, softball with my injury, but I didn't. You know, I know that... My, you know, I have osteoarthritis in in knees, both knees and the shoulder, but I do know that being active and you know moving the joints is better than saying, "Oh my God, my knees hurt," and so I'm just going to give up. You know, I'm just not going. I'm just going to walk around or sit down. I'm not going to do you know anything. You know, I'm telling you, we're, we're in the senior. Um, the Chicago Senior Games, and I've done, you know, at least seven or eight sports already that I've ran, I've, you know, <laughs> I've jumped. See, I learned how to, to do the long jump this time, you know. So you don't, you know, I've learned not to give up. You know, it's just what for whatever is temporary. You know, not being in shape is temporary. You know, you have the discipline and perseverance to endure then it gets it gets better. Yes. So I you know, I think that's the main main thing, learning not to ever give up. 
not to you know. ever give up. Yes. Perseverance, sticking with it and knowing that injuries are temporary and you have a lot more ahead of you. So that's a great attitude. So on the other side, why don't you tell me about your favorite moment of your athletic journey? My favorite mo- moments would be when I, you know, won the tournament, you know, when I came out as number one, you know, and I've had several of those moments during my um, racquetball career. And it's, it's, it's such a, you know, it's such a high to me to come out being all the competition, you know, so I think that, that the pinnacle, um, that might, that and softball, you know, I think those two sports that I played, and as I said, we played them competitively, and I was on tournament, I mean, I was on teams that we went to the finals and won, you know, back-to-back-to-back championships. I think those were the, um, you know, they they were the uh, pinnacle of my, you know, you know, uh, athletic career because, again, I didn't know how to play softball. I didn't know how to, you know, 16-inch, as I said, playing ball, you know, with the boys. It was, uh, you know, a small bean ball, you know, it wasn't 16-inch. And so, um, you know, it was, uh, and, and again, we didn't, play, we didn't play with gloves either. But um, and in the, you know, competitively 16-inch softball and not knowing, you know, my coach, my first coach wanted me to be an outfielder. But I was, you know, I was out outfielder for maybe two games. But every time I threw the ball, it hurt my shoulder because I, you know, I guess I wasn't throwing the right. So I told the coach, I said, um, you know, I can't do the outfield. He said, no, what can you do? I said, I can pitch. I said, no, I couldn't pitch. <laughs> I went home. I I got me a ball. I got balls and I started you know, uh, practicing pitch, 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 until I became an outstanding pitcher where, you know, they were coming, we're going to a tournament market. Can you come and pitch for us? See, so I said, uh, you know, so that that's another thing, you know, whatever you want to do, you can accomplish it. You really can accomplish it because I came from the sports that I excelled in. I didn't know how to do them. But I know I had a desire, and you, if you have a passion about anything, you can succeed, and you just have to have a passion and, and willing to persevere. Yes. I, I, I just Every time you tell me about, like, I'm going to play this position, I'm going to play this sport, I'm going to go practice, I'm going to figure it out, I think so many people just don't realize that that's something they could do, that that there there are ways to learn the things you want to do and if you really really want it bad enough you'll do it and it sounds like this is you've been training for this your whole life just your whole entire life is figuring out how to do the things you want to do and then you get to do them and you get to do them at a high level and for you being a self-taught pitcher and then winning you know tournaments and championships that has to be incredibly rewarding that has to be i mean it's been such a you know such a rack of support when I was playing uh, softball, those girls, I was, you know, 30s. Those girls were in their 20s, you know, just finished high school, you know, and I was hanging with them, you know. <laughs> 
And it's just amazing because I've invited, I've invited uh, several of them. One of my, my first, my first team after the one that, uh, after the one that said I had to be in the outfield with my first, my first team, real team was uh, uh, the rookies. And so I just had my 75th birthday party. So uh, I invited, you know, invited several of them, and they, you know, they came. And so they were saying, you know, Mom, I didn't know you were old. I said, well, you were playing with us. You was, I said, yeah, you guys were, you know, kids, you know. <laughs> I was playing out there with kids, you know. So, yeah, they, uh, did they then, even have any idea how much older you were? They didn't have no idea because I don't look old. You know, right. I don't, you know, I, they couldn't, they couldn't tell because I looked as young as they did, but right. I was in my 30s, they were in their 20s. Yeah. And that's, you know, that speaks to how, act, you know, how activity can keep you young because I yeah. I saw a video of you playing pickleball and you looked much younger than your age reveals. And you were, <laughs> you were moving on that court better than some people who would be, you know, less than half your age. And you just wouldn't know that you're in your 70s by watching that. So with that said, do you find that there are any challenges or do you find that there are some challenges you face as you train and compete now that you're, you know, 75 years old? I find it. um, Yeah, I do find. But I find that only if I allow myself to not remain, you know, active, if I don't, you know, if I get up, if I, you know, say, for instance, oh, I don't feel like doing anything today, and then let that go on for a week, then a month. Oh, no. I can't even visualize that. But, you know, I have had moments, like I I used to love to go to uh, Bikram Yoga, the hot yoga. Mm -hmm. And so um, I haven't been there since my uh, time at um, Minnesota. Maybe it's 2015 maybe it's been two maybe three years you know and I was going every day every day I, I was loving it and so see so now I don't you know I don't do it so I bought um uh what do you call it? Groupon you know one of those coupons mm-hmm. you can get 10 10 Bikram yoga lessons for I think it was $60 I thought oh yeah I'm gonna buy that so now I'm going to, you know, next week I'm going to start and then that's a start and I can continue on because I found that uh, yoga did help me to stay, you know, flexible and, you know, it it was, you know, cleared my mind. All the kinds of positive benefits that yoga had, you know, I did, you know, I did like it, but uh, I had gotten out of that for a while. So now discipline. So the danger for you is is inactivity. And do you find that it's like if you're if you're inactive then aches and pains present themselves potentially? Oh, absolutely. And that and and another thing I've noticed as I grow older is that if I do not drink enough water, then that then my joints creak. So mm-hmm. Water, people don't, I don't know if it's just older people, but they don't realize that water can lubricate the joints. Yeah. I imagine, I I think most people don't realize how important it is because I think most people don't hydrate enough, but it sounds like for for seniors, this is especially important. 
Right, it is. Yeah. It is definitely important. And they, you know, I don't know if it's memory loss, but you just don't remember to do it. Yeah. You know, you can go, you know, and I can get into that rut too. Yeah. I just, I didn't have, I didn't have, you know, eight glasses of water today. You know, I just had one, you know, and then, then I have to be more cognizant of, you know, drinking the water. It's a habit that needs to be created and built and people much younger still have issues drinking enough water. They don't drink, you know, they'll be at work all day and never think to get up and get water or don't have it at their desks. Right, so if you don't, exactly. if you don't build that habit when you're younger, it's definitely tougher to build it when you're older. So it's definitely important to focus on hydration at any age, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But more so when, when we are older, we definitely should not forget that we need that uh, water. Yes. So listeners, seasoned athletes listening, drink your water, drink it now. Yeah. Drink, and so and continue to drink it as you get older, because it's especially important to lubricate those joints as you're older. It really is. Yeah, it really is. So what types of health benefits have you been able to enjoy as a result of living an active life into your 70s? Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, there's so many benefits that I have enjoyed. Um, my activity, I was telling someone that activity to me is like brain candy. I mean, it keeps me, really, I think that it uh, helps me to remember. You know, I don't write a lot of things down, but I remember a lot of things. And that I think that has to do with, you know, my being, you know, active. I think that... Um, my my uh, confidence in doing anything. You know, I don't think there's anything that I cannot do. And I think because I I um, use my sports as mental games, they're all mental. Then that that allows me to think, you know, on how to solve life some kind of uh, obstacles that I might ha have in my life. And I think that um, activity helps you to regain a lot of your, you know, like self-control, discipline. You know, I can, do, like I said, I had to uh, stop doing yoga. But I know in my mind, you know, when I make up my mind, discipline, and I, I'll go back. I, you know, I'll, I'm, next week I'm going back. Because, you know, it's been enough time and I've said, no, I've got to stop. So I'm, I'm disciplined. I think that I ward off a lot of illnesses because I can't even remember the last time I was ill. I cannot even remember, even going back to my early childhood. Wow. I think that, um, you know, I haven't been, you know, ill, ill, you know. I haven't had a lot of aches and pains. I think that. Um, being active, especially as a um, an older uh, person, that my muscles, you know, I did a study and they measured my uh, bone density and they were surprised that my bone density, you know, as a 75-year-old, it was, I was 74 then, was that of someone much younger and so, you know, so exercise to me 
is anti-aging. You know, they said that even walking will help you, you know, uh, build bone, you know, help your bone not to be, uh, be impaired as we get older. That's the one thing that uh, older people, you know, suffer from and that is bone loss. And, and then if they fall, they, you know, their hip or whatever because of that. And so, you know, I, I have, as I said, my bone density is much higher than someone 70, you know, who is inactive. Yeah. So being, you know, being active, you know, it, uh, it has helped me with my bone density, my muscle strength. You know, I think that thinking, you know, I think um, I'm a, I think uh, more critically you know, because I think there's more oxygen getting to my brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Makes sense. <laughs> right. And then, and then, I, you know, I think that uh, I don't, you know, I, I think when I have stress and things that would tend to depress one person, it won't depress me because I usually use uh, my activity as being therapeutic oh, yeah. and so you know I go out and I'll play you know play a game you know but I um, you know I, I think that activity is to, to me is therapeutic yes you know so. well and I mean it, there are hormones that are released that that help you so yeah. you know there's there's science behind it yeah you said a couple things that really stood out to me first of all First of all, I feel like we could devote an entire episode to the health benefits alone. Like, I feel like you could go on and speak for an hour on just the health benefits. Like, it's it's impressive and all true, and it's it's just astounding. You said two things that stood out to me. One was the the confidence thing that you you said, I have the confidence to believe I can do anything, and you have proven that by the things you've told me by deciding to become a pitcher or deciding to get into shot puts and just watching videos and just thinking, I want to do this, therefore I'm going to do this and then doing it. And I think that's so important for people to hear is that, you know, you have to believe that you can. And if you want to do something, there are ways to do it. But then the other thing that kind of complemented it was that you said that, you know, at the very least, just get out and walk. So if you're not in a position to try something new or if you still don't have the confidence, at least get out and move because that's step mm -hmm. one. And I think those two things really complement each other very well. It's true. It's true. So, Margaret, do you ever plan to retire from competition? Um, I don't plan to. I don't have I don't know what the Lord has in store for me, but as long as I'm able, I can move my feet. If I can lift my hand, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be um, on the court. I'm going to be around the track. I'm going to do something if I'm able to. I don't ever plan to stop. I'm just, what I plan to do is to add more things. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's what I plan. There's to always do. room for more things. <laughs> yeah, you, who needs to be a one or two sport athlete? How many sports do you currently play? Oh, I okay. So, so Let's I get a play. list going. <laughs> right, right. I do play racquetball. I do play pickleball. 
I do. I just uh, I was in a softball league last year, so I, you know, they did call me for softball this year, but I didn't play this year. That's not to say I won't play, you know, you know, next year. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I'd like to now. I'm I'm doing track and field. I, you know, I'm I still love, you know, now that I've learned the jab and the disc and and the shot put. I do love those, and I do you know, intend to do those. You know, I did do a table tennis. I did do badminton. And and I, you know, I just, I like the track. I did the 1500, the 400, the 200, and the 100 on the track. And so um, I, I just like the activity. I, I like the movement. You know, it's not about... To me, and you know, I am competitive, but winning is not the only thing. You know, I like the fact that I can move and to do what I can do. I'm very grateful that at 75, I still feel like I'm able to do anything I want to. And then you do it. Not only that you believe you can, you do it. Yeah. I think because... What I'm gathering is like you like to keep your brain engaged and therefore you don't say no to any different sport, you you know, because I think they all probably engage your mind and your body in very different ways. Right. This is true. I just picked up soccer uh, a couple oh. of weeks ago. Oh, you neglected to mention that one. <laughs> right. That's just a couple of weeks old. And I said, oh, I think I wanted to learn how to play soccer because that would make me have quicker feet. Yes. And so I oh, okay, so... I had a friend that said, you know, I, I play soccer, and I'll teach you some moves. So we went out and got some soccer balls. So I've been out there on the soccer field a couple of times. And, you know, I'm learning how to dribble and that sort of thing. So You're going to be a soccer superstar in no time. <laughs> I yeah, believe I, this. I, you know, I'm going to you know, look into a league. You know, I know there's got to be some, old, some older leagues out there. There's There's something for everything. I believe it, too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I believe. And so it's like if you're listening, if you want to do something, just do a little research. The The Internet is there for a reason. So find it. Whatever sport or even if it's a sport you haven't heard of, it probably exists. Just find it on the Internet and go play it. Exactly. Listen to Margaret and live by her example. Yeah, it's true. You know, I, you know, I've I gotten a lot of people who I played uh, pickleball with at Kennecott. I've gotten them interested in the senior games because they said, oh, we're going to just enter the senior games and we play pickleball. I said, no, play everything. It's just like a play day. <laughs> I don't know how to do horseshoes. I don't either. You want to go play it? Let's go find you know, out. Right, exactly. <laughs> when, I, when I qualify, when I'm old enough, I'm going to go to senior games and play everything. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really fun. And it's really, you know, to me, it's just like mind blowing because you don't have to, you don't have to be, uh, you know, an expert at anything. You just have to have the desire. I like that line. You don't have to be an expert at anything. You just have to have the desire. Expertise comes with practice, but first you have to have the desire. Desire. That's it. Yes. That's it. So you may have just said what I what I was about to ask, but we'll see. 
Do you have one parting piece of wisdom that you've learned in your competitive journey that you'd like to share with our listeners before you go today? Well, the first thing is, you know, I think that um, passion for something comes first. Like, as I said before, you just have to have the desire and never think that you cannot do anything. If you, you know, say, say for instance, you know, you, you cannot be an archer. Then you, as I said before, walk around the block. You can become, you can become an expert walker, you know, and it doesn't call for any equipment or anything. What it requires is your personal desire. Yes. I I hear the line all the time that people say they can't do something. When I teach roller derby, there's people, when I tell people I teach roller derby, oh, I couldn't do that. And it's like, no, you could. You just have to believe you can. And you have to have right. the des- and you have to have the desire to do it. But that really yes. applies to anything. And your proof that by having an attitude of not saying no to anything and being open to everything, there's so much you can do. And, you know, I, I think everybody could stand to spend a little bit of time living the way you live by saying, here's a thing that I want to do. I can do it. I'm going to find out how. Right. And I, you know, and I cur- encourage people who are young or in my age group, just watch me. I don't know how to do everything, but I, you know, I try everything. And if I wanted, then I will. Yeah. If you like it, you keep doing it. And if you don't like it, you stop doing it. And that's how we right. all should live. And, and find something else. Yes. Maybe I should try it out. Okay. <laughs> there are a world of possibilities out there. And, and if you didn't believe it before, you probably ought to believe it now after hearing Margaret's story. <laughs> so, Margaret, thank you so much for being on the season athlete. I had an absolute blast talking to you and and hearing your story. And just, you know, I just love your approach to life and to sports. And so I'm hoping that that people listening or getting as much out of it as I got through talking to you today. Okay. Okay. I enjoyed it as well. Thank you. Okay. Seasoned athletes, before we go, here are my top three takeaways from Margaret Olawaye. Number one, hydrate. Obviously, hydration is important for people of all ages, and most of us don't drink enough water. But as you get older, it becomes extra important, especially for your joints. Make it a point to drink lots of water and keep those joints lubricated. Number two, you don't have to be an expert at anything. You just have to have the desire. Don't feel like you shouldn't try something new just because you aren't already good at it. If you have the desire to try a sport or a new hobby, that's all you need to start. From there, do the research and find out how you can make it happen for yourself. And that leads us to number three. Want to learn something new? Look it up on YouTube. You'd be surprised at what you can learn from a YouTube video. Just ask Margaret. Thank you for listening to the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. The music you heard on this episode is from bensound.com. All right, friends, I have a really big favor to ask. I need your help to get the word out about Seasoned Athlete. How can you do that? It's really easy. Just share. Share it with your friends, your family, your network, or anyone you think might benefit from the stories told by the incredible athletes featured on this show. Send out an email, share on social media, or sing our praises from the mountaintops. The more you talk about Seasoned Athlete, the more people we can reach, inspire, and motivate through this show. 
Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for your help. And while you're at it, follow us on social, Seasoned Athlete Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And hey, do you know someone who would make a great guest on this show? Shoot us an email, seasonedathlete at gmail.com and tell us all about them. Or if it's you, tell us all about yourself. Now go out there and embrace your extraordinary, my fellow seasoned athletes, because you know what? You so can.